Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. This is Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry. From Utah's Capitol Hill to your schools, Texas, and all the breaking news. Hear it on Live Mike with Lee Lonsberry on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry. 206 is the KSL News Time. We're into the final hour of today's episode, this Monday episode. Quick programming note, tomorrow there will be some special sports coverage taking place between 2 and 3, that leading up to pregame uh, and then ultimately game coverage tomorrow. BYU Sports going to be some good stuff. Uh, unfortunately, though, again, I'll stamp my foot uh, and pound my fist on the desk. They're taking some of our time together away. Can you believe it? Well, you'll be treated to some good sports coverage here tomorrow this time. Uh, in the meantime, though, we have a lot to discuss. If you today are a numbers cruncher, uh, you've got a lot to examine. There is a lot that has happened over the past, say, 48 hours to really, really uh, see interesting movement uh, in the markets. If you can remember earlier today, just a few hours ago, the big story was uh, the dramatic falling of the various indices that we follow, S&P, the Dow Jones, and NASDAQ. And fascinatingly here, uh, at at about close time, we're seeing that uh, those three indexes at least have rebounded to just about where they started the day. Now, why is that? I'll admit, I have no idea. In a moment, we'll speak to an expert to hopefully explain it. And some of the bigger events that have happened around the world uh, that could possibly have impacted this, and we'll get the analysis from the expert in just a moment. We'll be speaking with Caleb Silver, editor and chief of Investopedia, colonist from New York. We know two things. We know that yesterday, yesterday, House and Senate leadership, the, the big four, They came together and it was announced that they've agreed upon uh, both a government funding bill that was combined with a compromised stimulus or relief uh, or recovery package. You pick the the word you'd like to use to describe that package. Uh, But that an agreement had been reached and that today at some point we should see uh, the, the vote both in the House and the Senate, and the president has agreed that he'll be signing it, so that's going to here move along uh, in short order. That has a big impact on things. Now, that was only one of two major stories we learned over the weekend. I believe it was Saturday. Uh, that's when I started seeing the headlines. There was a new strain of the coronavirus detected in Great Britain. And certain countries are now putting in place uh, uh, restrictions on travel. Not so the case here in the United States, but uh, you take all of that, you mix it up, and you have a look at the markets. And uh, what shakes out is uh, sometimes difficult to to understand. Uh, To get a better understanding of things, uh, please welcome Caleb Silver to the program, Editor-in-Chief of Investopedia. Mr. Silver, sir, how are you? Good to be with you, but my neck hurts from all the whiplash. As you said, we had a huge reversal in the stock market this morning. We were prepared for 2 to 3% losses. We're in the day flat here, and there is so much news going around. You described some of it, but it is animal spirits in full effect across the stock market today. As a guy in your position, how do you begin to, to analyze this day and use it to look forward to, say, tomorrow and into next year? 
Yeah, if you look at one day, anytime you look at one day in the market, you don't get the full picture. Sure. If you peel it back and look at a couple months or a quarter, you see that we're in what we call an uptrend, and you can't deny it. Stocks have been making record high after record high, and that is based on the recovery rally, based on the rollout of vaccines, and improving economic conditions. We're seeing those conditions almost everywhere but the labor market, and as we have more restrictions on business, we'll have more layoffs, and then we'll have that downturn again for the labor economy, which was recovering. But investors are always looking out three, six, 12 months to where profits might be once we actually get a vaccine rollout, once we're actually able to travel again for business, once we're actually able to go out and have dinner and go see a show. So investors are always looking at the future. Economic data is always looking at the past. The vaccine data has been pretty good. We had a very fast rollout here. But investors are always betting on what's going to come, not what's already happened to us. Sure. Uh, as you do, though, look uh, at the more narrow view, probably the unwise view, certainly if you're making any decisions, but trying to explain uh, the movement of the, the past 48, we'll say, has the has the compromise deal struck in Washington uh, simply uh, the positive news coming from that and the optimism stemming from that, does that simply cancel out? Does it appear to cancel out what we learned about this new variant strain of the coronavirus in Great Britain, which is impacting travel and commerce? Yeah, well, no doubt about it. The new strain coming out of Great Britain did put a lot of fear into the markets this morning. When I woke up very early, and I'm actually down the road from you in Santa Fe, New Mexico on High 25, I, I, when I woke up, I was looking at 2 to 3% losses and a huge sell-off across Europe and across all the recovery-related sectors. That's travel, financials, oil, energy. As the day went on, though, vaccine news got a little bit better, and investors started to digest that news. And they also realized the stimulus package is coming, and it's probably an appetizer for a much bigger package that we can expect in January once the Biden administration takes office and puts a plan together. A lot of that depends on what happens in Georgia with the Senate vote, of course. But I think investors know that more spending is coming, and they love spending, government spending. They love low inflation. We have that. And they love low interest rates. So it's the perfect mix of things that actually investors like when they're looking at stocks. Do you think and this this question kind of gets into the weeds a little bit, but uh, I think in the in the grander scheme of things, it helps my understanding. It, did, would you attribute the rebound of today to have been stemming from a clearer understanding of the actual threat posed uh, by uh, this new strain? You know, maybe we we you know got word we've been hearing from like the CDC and other smart folks that the vaccine that we have on hand currently is very likely to be a sufficient safeguard against this new strain or uh was it uh, was it the 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 stimulus talks and agreement uh great question and i think that part of it is more information so you have that nailed uh, right away when we learn more about it we start to hear from the uh you know the scientific agencies the global world health health world health organization you get a better understanding it investors maybe think that they may have overdone it but as I said at the start here, we're in an uptrend, right? We're making record high after record high. Yes, we have pullbacks. And there is a group of investors that's been sitting on cash, $4.5 trillion of cash on the sidelines pretty much all year since this rally began in March and in, late, in early April. And they want to put money to work. So when they see a big dip in the market, like a 2% dip, they put money to work right away. Sure. And as the day goes on and we get more information, more investors start to follow the herd. And that's that herd mentality you see in investing. And we've seen it every day since about mid-March when this whole thing started. Uh, I know you're driving, so I won't ask you to pull out the crystal ball, but if you could imagine what it might be telling you today, uh, how long does this upward trend last? 
I think it lasts for a while, and I think the things that could knock it off are much higher interest rates, and the Fed said we don't need to anticipate those for two to three years. They'll rise in other places besides the Fed funds rate. I think if we have another what we call a black swan event, something out of nowhere, like another strain of the, of the virus or something weird that we're not expecting at a global event, that could knock us off. But the, as I said, the ingredients are in place for stocks to continue to go higher. One, there's a lot of money on the sidelines. Interest rates are very low, so there's no yield in any other asset class. Inflation is tamed despite all this massive government spending. I don't know how that is, but it is. And, and we're going to get a lot more government spending. That's the recipe for higher highs. And if you look back at the last four years, even though we had a, a split Congress, Stocks went up because of the same reasons, low inflation, low interest rates, and nowhere else to put your money if you're an investor. So I think the trend is higher, absent a remarkable event that we're totally not expecting. Good news. We'll cross our fingers for uh, for those uh, remarkable events to stay at bay. Caleb Silver, editor-in-chief of Investopedia. Thank you so much, sir. Always good to be with you. Thank you. All righty. Drive safely. We're going to take a quick break right now. When we return, uh, we're going to get back to a topic we didn't quite have time to cover last week, and it has to do with something a little delicate, a little personal, uh, uh, but you might be able to relate. It's weight gain during COVID-19. Yeah, the numbers are in. I'll break them down next on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio. A gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.